This is the Impactful Wisdom Podcast, helpful strategies for a successful dental career. Brought to you by the campus team of Heartland Dental. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Tellis, Ashley Morgan, and Vincent Battles. Welcome to the Impactful Wisdom Podcast. Today, we are talking about something super important to me diversity, equity, and inclusion. Also known as DEI. You'll hear the acronym all the time. And it's also DEIJ. DEIJ. What's the J? Yes. Oh, okay, we're about to diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow, you take okay, it well, to a, you take it to a different Some level. People call it Jedi, Jedi. Jedi. Yes. Jedi. Jedi like because Jedi justice, mind trick? sometimes they move it the justice in front. Okay. Uh, justice. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Very, okay. very interesting. Yes. Well, either way, it's the topic of today. Of today. <laughs> All righty. It's really important. And I, I know it's very important for both of you guys as well. Vincent. I would say all of us. Well, all of us. I'm just. But you already I'm, said yeah. it's important to you. Come yes. on, come on. So you're part of the DEI group here at Heartland Dental, Vincent. Yes. And kind of talk to us a little bit about your journey with the this. DEI yeah. here at Heartland Dental. Yes. So one of the things at Heartland Dental, I have learned that, and really it began after we all hear that post and pre, post George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And Heartland Dental really wanted to say, let's step up, let's show, let's demonstrate our commitment to sure. diversity, equity, inclusion. And because of that, that was one of the things when I heard, I'm like, I want to be part of that. And so initially, I was not a part of it. It was later. Mm-hmm. But once I've been part of that, once I joined, the element that I brought to that committee is the fact that I can share, showcase some of the things I'm doing on the campus recruiting side. Love that. Which includes partnering with different organizations. It like SNDA. Like SNDA, mm-hmm. as well as HBCU schools, mm-hmm. which is Meharry and also Howard University. And also one of the other schools that we're starting to look at tapping into is Tufts. Mm-hmm. And so we have other elements of diversity. Yeah. And so it's not just the H, uh, SNDA or the black programs or anything like that, but it also includes HSDA, which is a Hispanic Student Dental Dental Association. Association. We also Mm -hmm. have the MSDA, which is the Muslim Student Dental Association. Sure, We've got also women in dentistry, so AAWD. So there are many other elements of diversity. So we're not just looking at one One, element. I think that's one thing people can get hung up on. Exactly. it's It's always black. And that's all your diversity, but it's not. No. It's mm. there's so much more goes into exactly. being diverse, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm Absolutely. really glad that we'll be, we'll be talking about that today. And okay. one of the things we also have another program that again bringing the inclusive yeah. element, and that's military. We also Love have the military. That. That's another group. So to your point, when people think about diversity, they think maybe it's this group only one yeah, way, I, I, and it's yeah. not just yeah. that yeah. only no, we, one we gotta, way. We want to include everything and make sure that we can explain. It's a lot broader than just and one. everyone should be at the table. Different perspectives yeah. yes. should be at the table. Have a, seat, have a seat at that table. Absolutely. And to be not just a seat, but a voice. Voice. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. a voice. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say that. So I grew up in Hawaii, right? Born and raised. All I really knew mainly. Well, let's, let me just take that back. Okay. Asian Pacific Islanders, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of Native Hawaiians. Mm-hmm. A lot of 
Asian Pacific, I mean, I'm Filipino American, right? And a lot of my friends were Korean American, mm-hmm. Japanese American, some mm-hmm. of them were half, some of them were mixed. And then where I went to school, I was close to Pearl Harbor oh, and yes. Wanalua High School. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of military students that went to my high school. Yeah. So then I got exposed to the black community, to mm-hmm. the white community. Because mm-hmm. really, yeah. that's diversity for me. Sure. I mean, yeah, okay. that, yeah. I, mean I, I didn't know. Because you were part of your community. Exactly. Your community was different. It, yeah. it was completely different. And then learning their culture and them sharing with me how it was to be in the military and mm-hmm. to move from one state to the other after three years and whatnot. And it was hard to build trust and connections because they had so to you're moving move all the time. All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some of them are like still my best friends today. I love it. Which is so cool. And when I, for me, I'm like, I didn't see any color. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I guess when I went to college is when I really felt like, holy smokes. I mean, not everyone thinks the same way as me because I went to school and not knocking Washington State University, but it's predominantly an Anglo and and literally the school itself, it's Pullman, Washington. Love my Pullman, go Cougs and everything. But when it's, and it's a college town. So okay. when it's a non-college season, yeah. it's probably a total population of maybe 15. I know it's changed a lot more since when I was Did there. Did you say 50? 15,000. Oh. <laughs> 15,000. Uh, 15,000. Maybe less. It's even. A small, I'm not in And when they were there, when it's, class was in session. Again, this would, is like back in, I'm not going to age year. myself, but. A few years ago. Many years ago. few, few years yes, ago. That's a few. Um, <laughs> I think at the time, I think the student population was 40,000. Yeah. That's so, major. Yeah. And so you had. Oh, it's a college town, a true mm-hmm. college town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just re- even remembered, like I drove through a town called Colfax and okay. I remember people telling me, especially if I were with people of color, mm-hmm. never stop at the gas station. Oh, we have a name we, for uh, that. We call that a sundown town. You know okay. about that? Because I have been through them, Illinois. Okay, so listen. And mm. you do not drive there after night. You do not get out of your car. You do not stop for gas. Yes. And that is recent. It, you know, okay. it's funny you say that because I went on a camping sundown trip. It's a sundown town. town. Yeah, as in I have like, never you, heard you, of this. Oh, are you kidding me? You don't want to no be way. there when the sun goes down. Well, you might that not, I know that. Because you might not get out. Well, that's what but I'm saying. But it's called sundown. No one told me about that sundown. They just told me never to go and get gas. Don't stop there. And don't go over the speed limit. Absolutely. And, I, and, over, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, you go well, under the speed limit. Uh, under the speed limit, but not too slow. far under the speed limit because, because you're that's get caught. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, I mean, you, I you laugh about it now, these, but these are things that happened recently. Uh, listen, like, I, no, like I it no happened idea. to me yeah. three weeks ago. A friend of mine said, oh, no, gosh, Vincent, I had no idea, Vincent." That's a sundown town. I'm like, yeah. no way. Wow. Because I'm thinking, I've not heard that in so long. He said, no, it means that right now. And, 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 and that was 2022. Like, and that was like current. less than a month ago. I was on a camping trip. I'm 2022, telling you. you yeah. guys. It's, yes. a, it's a really sad thing to think that like, okay, well, like you know, at this age, I can't do what I want to do, go where I want to go, go visit friends. And like the first thing you do is like get looked at sideways. Mm. And that is recent. That is like still going on today. So I think bringing in this topic of like, Diversity, equity, inclusion, I mean, justice, I think bringing all of them together is, I mean, we need to keep it at the forefront of our conversation. 100%. Because if this is, if we're talking about sun, sundown towns in just, 2022, I mean, you this know. This is the 90s is when I just remember, yeah. I mean, I, because let me just say, I'm just afraid of going from Seattle to 
Pullman in, in an eight-seater eight airplane. That was literally what we oh, had. And mm. so I'm like, I am driving. An eight-seater airplane? You know what that sounds like? It's like a what? It's like it sounds like a PJ. We AKA call them prop a dust. private we, jet. Is no. what it sounds oh, like to no. me. <laughs> no, we call those oh, my prop bad, my dusters. Bad. Prop Prop dusters. Dusters. What, that's how it felt. <laughs> I, I did run it once. I mean, that's it what was I heard. so turbulent. I could not. I mean, and I, hello, you have to fly out of Hawaii in an airplane. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to get into this little, I, I don't know. A jump seater. Uh, like, that's another one. Oh, those are, oh. Oh, then it, it was so scary because like, I was like, okay, I can't even, it was something about the weight distribution Absolutely. with my luggage yeah. and all of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. It was so nerve wracking that, okay. After that, I'm going to drive through the town yeah. and whatnot. But then they started telling me about all of these different towns that I couldn't like pass. And I'm like, now I'm getting all nervous. Okay, so I'm off all, the top all, right all now. All of this to say. We're going to bring it back. Yeah, we're going to bring this back. <laughs> this is why it's really important for I, us again, to talk about. Again, this is why it's right? important to talk yeah. about. People might not know, but it's, it's a really important conversation. I think we need to have it. And I'm glad that we have someone that we can speak to about it. I am so excited, you guys, that this episode is going to be, I'm going to have this wonderful interview with Nick Hornsberry, who's our diversity, equity, inclusion manager. Nick comes with so much knowledge. Listen, we had this conversation recently. I totally. was bringing up all these different topics, just like spitballing questions. <laughs> and Nick came back with answers for me. So it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to hearing from Nick because I know Nick will share this awareness, insight, and also just enlighten us of what the current trend is in terms of what we're doing at Heartland Dental. And what currently doing, what we can be doing, what we just oh, want to talk about. Uh, all all, all of it. those questions, because I think that comes up. It's not just what are we doing now, but what are we looking forward to doing in the, in future? the future? And then us as a team, as you know, as listeners, how can you help be an ally? What can you do wherever you are in your journey to help with DE&I and J? Thank you. <laughs> I like that. And one of the things I'm, I'm going to say real quick, I know often people say ally. I often say an active ally. Member. I like that too. Active ally. ally. Well, let's introduce one of our active allies. There you go. Nick. There you go. Welcome, Nick. Nick. Welcome, Nick. I am so excited to have Nick Hornsberry here at the SNDA conference. I get one-on-one -on -one time with you yes. so that we can actually talk about such an important topic, diversity, equity, inclusion. It's such a, I was just mentioning how it's such an important piece for me, obviously, in, in this world that we live in. Now you hear it a little bit more than anything else. But growing up, not really hearing about DEI. And so I'm just so happy that you're here participating in this whole event that we have. But let's kind of talk, Nick. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about who you are. Our listeners want to know who you are. So maybe your name, title, how long you've been with Heartland Dental. Of course. All of that. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Nick Hornsberry. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. My job title is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Manager. Uh, and I've been with Heartland now for three years. Three years. Awesome. Tell us about the role that you played in before and when did you get into this role currently? 
Sure. When I came to the company in 2019, uh, I came through uh, the DMT program. Okay. Tell us what DMT is. Of course. So that's the Dental Management Trainee Program. Okay. Um, So that takes people from outside of dentistry and brings them into Heartland, gives them enough dental knowledge and enough of our Heartland management system so that you can be dangerous. Yeah. And be set up to be a great practice manager. Oh, yes. So I graduated from that program. I was a practice manager in the Seattle area for right around two years. Okay. Um, And then I transitioned into this role. I love it. And so let's talk about this role. It's such a huge and important topic, right? Yes. Like what sparked your passion in DEI? Yeah, that's a, no, that's a great question. I love, love talking about why this is so important to me. Exactly. I Wait, think, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I t- sorry to cut you off. But was there a position that had been that what opened up, or did you talk to somebody? Because I don't know if I even saw a position for this. You know what I mean? You're. That's a good point. So okay. I'm the first person who's had this role. Yes. Um. So in the trailblazer, and I try. <laughs> so in the uh, in the summer of 2020, when a lot of companies started focusing um, on what they could do mm-hmm. to really impact the the big global situation that we were seeing with that huge outcry that came out out because of the murder of George Floyd, yeah, we did that similar self reflection and put together a cross functional committee. So people from our dental office team members all the way up to VPs to come together to think about how can we make Heartland the best kind of employer it can be and how can we be of best service to all of our patients across the community. Yeah. So I was on that board that we put together. We came up with a list of 10 recommendations of things that we wanted to see happen to Mm -hmm. try and move the ball forward. And hiring a full-time diversity, equity, and inclusion manager was one of those goals. So Nick... You know, DEI, I know, I thank you so much for explaining what that is, but man, I've heard so many different acronyms like <laughs> DEI, DEIJ, DEIB. All of that. Can yeah. you explain what? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't yes. know what is the right terminology. What is the right way to say it? Sure. So, <laughs> different organizations use different combinations of letters. Sometimes they put them in different orders. Orders. Okay. So, yeah. We already talked about diversity, equity, inclusion. So the J usually stands for justice. Yes. So here we're thinking, so we talked about equity. Let's take equity another step Mm -hmm. and then think about how are we making sure that we're specifically thinking about the historical wrongs that have been perpetrated against certain people groups. Oh, that's where the J has come in. So we're thinking about, if you want to say, bringing justice for women in the workplace Uh or bringing justice for LGBT people or for immigrants. So usually when you see that, it would be like J-E-D-I, Jedi. Okay, yep. Um, Vincent had mentioned it. Yep. (laughs) And then the B uh, is belonging. Uh, I've never you, heard that. Okay. You're, you're, that. That's a little bit newer, but you're starting to see a lot of companies talk about belonging, okay. um, which is sort of the next evolution in inclusion. In inclusion. That it's really not just about like, it's not just about how in inclusion that can be like an external thing. Yeah. But belonging is really about how do you feel? Yes, yes, do yes, yes, yes. Do you personally feel like you belong in the space? Sure. Because we, I mean, we could include you. We could give you a seat at the table. We could give you the mic. Yeah. We could let you talk for as long as you want to. But if at the end of the day, you get up to the microphone and you're thinking, 
can I say whatever I need to say right now? Is it going to be received, received right? Received, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if they receive it, are they going to do anything with it? Are yes. they going to take me seriously? Or am, is, am I just here for show? Right. That's really what we're talking about when we talk about belonging. Yes, good. Thank you so much for explaining, clarifying of all of that. I know in the diversity world, we love an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are a lot of them. So <laughs> I... I was part of the, the the group of us that was really pushing for that. Mm-hmm. We got it included in our goals, and I was like, "Why? Why not me?" Yes. Let's see. Let's see what happens. The worst thing that could happen is that they they say what they want somebody different. Yeah. And then I can keep volunteering. I can keep being a PMO yeah. and keep uh keep helping out in my spare time. Right. But instead, they thought I would be a great choice. So Appointed you. Yes. yes. And this is oh my gosh. So I've been I've been in this role since March of 2021. Wow, I love that story. Now I want you to talk about the passion <laughs> and and maybe share a little bit about what has driven you towards this. Yeah. So I think there's a personal interest for me, but then there's also sort of a broader you might say like a like ethical or moral case to me. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So personally, as a non-binary black person, mm-hmm. there are lots of spaces that often aren't super comfortable for me or that aren't built for me. Okay. So as much as I can do to make spaces better for people who are like me, but also other people who similarly aren't always really embraced. Yeah. Uh, especially in a professional setting, that drives me. Yeah. So that's sort of the personal case. But from a moral, bigger picture, we're a country of 330 million people. Almost all of us come from somewhere else. Yes. There's a great diversity of gender expressions, all sorts of different religious traditions that people follow. Some of us have served in the military or have family that are, are veterans. There are a variety of different different ability statuses. Yeah. Uh, there's so many ways that people are different. Yeah. So we, we need to make sure that as we're designing workplaces yeah. and as we're providing healthcare, that we're making, making sure that everybody within all of that difference has place. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I love that Heartland Dental is at the forefront of this, that they recognize that. Especially, I remember that one email that our CEO, Pat Bauer, had sent out. I really got emotional about what he wrote in regards to that whole outcry with George Floyd and what we are doing. And and he even said it, like, we're not there, but we recognize, like, there's like an introspective, like, look that, hey, we are nowhere near where we need to be, but we are going to try to do it. And we're not going to try to do it. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. And having you part of that is just, just another, what do you call it? It's just like another step towards getting to that place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I say all the time that, that DEI is a journey. It's a journey, yes. It's not a destination. Yeah. So we're always going to be striving to do better, to yeah. be better. We're always going to like find new ways to think about people difference. Yeah. New situations in workplaces yes. to kind of massage and make more equitable. Yeah. More inclusive, more welcoming. Yeah. 
So the important thing is to, the best time to start doing DEI is yesterday. Yeah. The second best time to start is today. Today, exactly. So, I mean, we started when we were able to start. Yeah. And we've been running the race since then. Yeah, I love that. And the landscape of dentistry has just changed so much, just even the, in the last two years let alone five, 10 years, right? From right. what it was even just a few years ago. And you know, here we're at the SNDA conference and I'm talking to, we're all talking to these future leaders. They call them Gen Zs. Some of them are Gen Z. There are probably some millennials in some here Some millennials in there. And first off, I never had a gen blah, blah, blah when I was growing up until I was probably in my adult life. And they're like, you're a Gen X. And I'm like, what? What is that all about? <laughs> I had no idea. And, you know, I'm just, I'm still learning all of this. Like the lingo, like the binary. I'm really learning. I I will be very honest with you because that's my vulnerable space. I, that's where I'm at. Of that, course. That is where I'm at. And I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that might not even know all of the terminologies and even what to say. I'm like, who can I even talk on this topic? Because do I, I know diversity in my own space, but how can I bring that out to all the listeners to see where, to get to where they're at, right? Absolutely. And so anyways, I'm just glad that we're talking about this and that we can be in the safe space to talk about all of this. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, and oh yeah, go ahead. I just... I think it's important. So I'm a diversity professional. This yes. is what I spend all of my time thinking about. Totally. I have blind spots too. Each and every one of us has some kind of people difference that we're either, we just don't have a lot of comfort with because we don't have experience yeah. or we've had some Or some there's a person, negative stigma or, like right, that, exactly. that has been like embedded in, in my life or right. in individuals' lives. Like just, right. just as an example. Yeah. I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. I've lived most of my life in cities. Mm -hmm. I know I have all sorts of things to both learn and unlearn about people who live in rural areas. Yeah. Because yeah. there, there's a ton of stereotypes sure. about people who live either they live just live in very small towns or yeah. they live on farms. Yeah. Each and every one of us has something that we can learn. Yes. So yes. If, if I can, I'm going to talk directly to you who is listening. It's okay if you don't know something. It's not, and ultimately, it's not about what you say the first time. It's about what you say after someone has shared with you how you can be more respectful. That's right. You go from ignorance to be now educated. And then what you do with that education is, is the key, right? You got to know better to do better. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said that because I have to say, I when I was at Wazoo, WSU, there was, I remember, I think I was a freshman and I had these two guys who genuinely I really cared about. And they both came from small towns in, in and around the Washington state area. And I just remember, I mean, it just, everything that you're just saying, it literally just sparked this memory that just came into my mind. And I remember them asking me something about Hawaii and they had never met somebody from Hawaii before. And the questions that they had asked at that point, I was like, holy, this is kind of ridiculous that they asked me these questions. Like one of the questions was, do you use American dollars? Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Hawaii is the 50th state. Yes, we're not part of the mainland, but Yes, we use dollars. And then somebody else said, do you know how to climb a tree? <laughs> oh, 
clearly. <laughs> I'm from the city. I'm from Honolulu. Yes, I like the beach and all of that. But no, I don't know how to climb a coconut tree. Right. Are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> and I here I am, 18 years old. I felt so offended. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my sister. She was finishing up her master's at that time. And I... I didn't want to be rude, but I I was like, are you really kidding me? And I was very defensive, I have to say. I was super defensive. But my sister said, you have to meet them where where they're at. They had, this is their first time that they're ever meeting anybody from Hawaii. Kathy, you have to educate them. Now from there, then they ask the same question. Now it's stupidity. I mean, because now they don't want to learn what you have just shared with them. And I, it just gave me a different perspective. And I went back to them like, oh man, I'm so sorry that if I was super defensive about this, but I can't believe that you didn't even know that Hawaii. And they're like, no, really. I mean, they legitimately were, they were so genuine. And they were like, I really didn't know, Kathy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in our mind, like, you know, maybe Hawaii Five O or like Fantasy Island. I don't know. Like <laughs> they had this idea of what Hawaii was. And they thought that everybody was like in hula skirts and coconut shells. And they literally had no idea. Sure. And I just had to share with them like who I was, like where my parents came from. I mean, I'm not even Hawaiian. I was born and raised in Hawaii. My parents are immigrants from the Philippines. So I'm Filipino American. That's how I identify myself. Right. Even at that time. And so it's like, so they didn't even know about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it was just about educating. And so I say this and I love what you said because it really is a journey. And when we talk about these listeners, you don't have to be so defensive if somebody comes at you because really, I think generally on the other side, they really don't know. Right. They really don't know. Right. And so just love that. Love that. I mean, do you want to share anything else about from that? I mean, I think everything that you said is actually a really good, a good segue to taking a step back yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. and even just talking about what we're talking about yeah. when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because mm-hmm. all three words mean something slightly different, yeah. but they're all important. So diversity is really about a description of who's in the room. Yeah. So it's important when we talk about representation, just to know that you have a seat at the table in the first place. So then as we start talking about inclusion, that's more of, so how well is everybody who's in the room mm-hmm. able to able to speak up? Yeah. Do they feel like they can really be a part of whatever is happening? Yeah. And then equity, which is usually kind of the goal, mm-hmm. is really about is everybody getting not just an equal share, but is everybody getting their needs met? Their needs met. Right. Good. So uh, if you want to think about if we're running a race, mm-hmm. everybody's not equally fast. Sure. Everybody in the race of life doesn't even start the race at the starting line. Yeah. Some people start from a couple yards back. Mm-hmm. Some people are starting from outside the stadium. Yeah. Some people don't even have running shoes. Oh my gosh, so, so good. So what are we doing to get everyone to the same starting line mm. so then their natural abilities are the thing that ju- that really impacts who comes in first, who comes in last? Yes, that is so good. I know, I know why you were chosen <laughs> for this role. Oh 
Like, Been working on that one for a while. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so let's talk about the current state of, of diversity across the industry. Sure. Yeah, in the dental industry. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's no surprise to all of you who are in dental school and everybody who's who's kind of had some exposure to dentistry that our industry is not quite as representative as Americans as a whole are. Yeah. So right now, about 39.6% of dentists mm. are women. Oh. Right. Just to kind of situate you too. Yeah. It's about 54% of new graduates in dental school are women. So. Wow. Young people. Yeah. Considerably more gender diverse than dentists as a whole. So that's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room to bring in people of all genders in yeah. the dentistry. Yeah. From an ethnic perspective, make sure that I'm looking at my numbers exactly so mm -hmm. I get it exactly right. Yeah. So right now, according to the Health Policy Institute, yeah. 30 or 3.8% of dentists are black. Only Three, right. almost 4%, 3. four percent, 3.8. That's right. So the other night, mm -hmm. when as we were doing our little welcome, there was a doctor that came up and spoke to the students and said, we are the top three percenters. And I didn't know, I mean, I'm glad that you clarified that. So 3.8% right. of doctors are from the black community. Right. And just so you're really thinking, yeah. it's about 12% of Americans are black. So oh we're goodness. massively underrepresented wow. uh, in dentistry. And wow. it's it's not better for Latinx people. It's about 5.2% of dentists are Latinx. Uh, and it's even worse for, for people who are either American Indian, Alaska mm -hmm. Natives, or Pacific Islanders. Yeah. It's 1.1% of all dentists. A real narrow fun fact for you. Yeah. If there was one dentist mm -hmm. from every single Native American tribe that's federally recognized, we wouldn't have enough dentists for all the tribes. What? Yeah. Say that there, again. There are fewer Native American dentists than there are federally recognized Native, Native American, American tribes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That so is... that's, a, that's a huge potential to bring yes. in a lot of dentists to a community that has historically been completely left out of yeah. all areas of American society, yeah. let alone healthcare. Unbelievable. Right. Wow, that statistic is like jaw opening. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're like, wait, what? That's unbelievable. So we have to do better. We have to. Exactly. We, we have to do better. And that's why we're at places like like here at SNDA, yes. trying to make sure that the next generation of dentists from minoritized backgrounds yep. have great support, that they have great community. Let me just say this. It starts even earlier. Yes. It starts earlier. Yes. It's, it, I've been interviewing and our Impactful Wisdom podcast team have been interviewing some amazing leaders and, and these students have even said like they didn't know that there was an opportunity for dentistry until somebody went into their space and said, oh, I can help you. And, or they observed and it were inspired by somebody who looked like them. Mm -hmm. And that was really the only point at that point in time, like middle school yeah. even, where they were like, oh, wow, I can be like that. I can become a dentist. I can do this. It's, and so we have to start at that age where yeah. it's, they're so impressionable and they want to be 
they want to get to that. They want to see opportunities for themselves. Absolutely. Oh, man. And I, I mean, the good news is that there are people who are starting to think about that. I love it. So I know there's a there's a dentist in Arizona, mm. Dr. Layla Hissock. Okay. Uh, she runs a nonprofit called Diversity in Dentistry, and she's working with middle schoolers and high schoolers. I need to get with this to doctor. give them the, like, basic like math and science skills yes. that you need to build the right foundation to even get into college yes. let alone medical school yep. that she's connecting them with other dentists of color um, so that they can see themselves because you can't be what you can't see that oh love that and and just building that pipeline of people that I mean maybe some of those students don't end up going to, to dental school or maybe sure. they don't even go into healthcare but at least they've seen that this is a viable path for them. Yeah. So then maybe even it's not them. Maybe it's that they're talking to a friend. Yes. Or they're then a family member is seeing, well, my little baby cousin mm. did this program. Maybe I should think about that too. Oh my goodness. So that, I mean, that's just an example of one person who's totally. doing the work. And I know that there are, there are organizations all across the country, Morehouse, Yes. In Atlanta, they run a, a health bridge program. Mm -hmm. And they, up until two months ago, didn't have any representation from dentistry at all. So that's a great place where, as an organization, Heartland has been able to make a great difference. Yes. Um, in showing, again, specifically Black youth at the high school and college level, yep. showing them what dentistry is, showing them that they can be in dentistry and then starting to set them up for success. And I was about, there. You were. I was there at Morehouse and being able to talk to these young high school students and college students. Mm -hmm. One point they're, they're thinking about medical school, but they never, ever thought about dental school. And it was just so great for me to be able to be a part of that. And Dr. Lockhart, who is super passionate about this bridge program. And I just love that we were able to do that. And we're continuing to, these are the kinds of things that we need to continue to do. Absolutely. Yep. There were students from Spelman, like just, a, you know, Morehouse and the local high schools that were around. And again, like one of the other, one of the, the young ladies that were there from high school, she's like, I didn't even think that dentistry could be even a viable option for me. Wow. And and so I thought that was a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that was so powerful. And so ugh, just so much, there's so much to <laughs> to tap into and we're, we're just scratching the surface. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what Heartland Dental is doing in the space of DEI. Sure. So we're doing a lot. Okay. If you think about everything that it takes tell to us, run a business, we're reaching in all the pools. So obviously we've been thinking a lot about recruitment yeah. and thinking about where we're recruiting our doctors from, both mm -hmm. new grad doctors and already experienced doctors and making sure that we're reaching into, into schools with larger communities of people of color, yeah. that we're really making sure that we're talking to people of all genders yeah. and that we're talking to people from a variety of sexual orientations too. Yeah. So that's one big angle. Mm -hmm. um, another big thing that we've been doing is really thinking about the educational op offerings that we give to everybody in the company, yeah. not just doctors. Yeah. So we've been rolling out anti-bias trainings. Yes. That's a good start, yes. but it's a start. 
Yeah. It's not where anything should end. So we're also thinking about the not DEI focused learnings that we do and how we're making sure we're representing a variety of life experiences Mm. in those, whether it's showing representation based on race or age, but also making sure that when we talk when we talk about patients, but also when we talk about team members, mm-hmm. that we're showing people with disabilities. Yes. Um, that we're showing people who wear hijab mm-hmm. or things like that that show open religious markers. Yeah. That we're showing the whole spectrum of the Heartland family and not just people who look in, in a small small variety of life experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're also working on a, we're calling them employee-led communities Mm. uh, initiatives. So that'll help connect people from similar backgrounds and then also people who want to show allyship to those people so that they can, one, build community. Yes. Because especially for our dental office team members and our doctors, you're often working on a small team. Mm -hmm. You might be the only black person in your office or the only pansexual person in your office. Yes. So that can help you connect with people all across the country. Wow, I love that. And it's it's so important because once you make that connection, Mm -hmm. then you can start talking about, so what are the issues that we're consistently seeing Mm -hmm. and being able to do our do our work and be the best version of ourselves when we're at work. Um, And then we can work as a company together uh, to think about how we can, how we can impact that as well as it'll hopefully give people some exposure to people who have different jobs. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're, you know, maybe you're a doctor who now you're interacting with recruiting for the first time and you're thinking, I love practicing, but I also love talking to students. So maybe that brings you into campus recruiting or maybe you're a dental assistant and you just never really thought about marketing. Yeah. But now you've had some uh, exposure to marketing. Mm -hmm. They've had exposure to you and you've opened up the world of the possible for you. That's so good. Right. And it's just still part of the journey. It's still part of the journey. It's just still part of the journey because a year from now, it's going to change too. Yep. And two years from now, that's going to change as well. I love this. Thank you so much for joining me on the Impactful Wisdom Podcast today. Absolutely. You're wonderful. I just, I've met you. We've done like a lot of virtual things and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but being face-to-face with you, having great dialogue with you has been really inspirational this weekend. So thank you so much for joining us. And I just can't wait to see how much further we will be as an organization with DEI. I am I'm so happy that you uh, that you invited me to talk. Yes. Uh, and I'm really excited to go on this journey with everybody too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank Have you. a good time. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You can listen to new episodes of the Impactful Wisdom Podcast when you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Dental students, do you want to be the hero of your dental class? Well, you can register to win a free lunch for your entire class sponsored by us, the Impactful Wisdom Podcast and Heartland Dental. Then listen to Impactful Wisdom to see if you've won. Winners are going to be selected and announced every month. Good luck.